Hello, legends. Welcome to today's show. Catching up with Cub, as always, is brought to you by Cub, the Club United Business, Australia's number one members club connecting our country's top entrepreneurs and business leaders. Today, we're catching up with my good friend, Belinda Agnew. Belinda is a serial entrepreneur at the young, ripe old age of 30. She's already been involved with over three businesses from recruitment to social media and now even tech Belinda's learned some incredible lessons uh, along the way. Uh, she has overcome many adversities and she had a ton of really inspirational and, and important things to say. She, she shared a lot with me about building a personal brand, female entrepreneurship, and we spoke about how businesses can be an appealing place uh, for potential team members to work. It's a good episode, so enjoy the show. We're live. Welcome to the show, B. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. To the listeners, I've got my friend Belinda Agnew here today. Um, she's escaped Melbourne at the start of COVID, was it? I think it was like a, a month and a half in. Yeah. Well, we met in Melbourne. We met in Melbourne through Cub. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, then-, and uh, then you followed me back to Sydney. I did. I stalked you back. <laughs> oh, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> but um, um, today I want to talk uh, because your ass was late. We're going to power 40 through minutes this. late. Yeah, very late. So we're going to power through this podcast <laughs> and we're going to get some seriously uh, valuable stuff going on. So yeah. let's just jump straight into it. Um, why don't you give us a bit of an introduction to how you actually got into business and what drove you to get into business? Uh, so I started when I was 16, door knocking, selling Kirby vacuum cleaners. Really? $700 cash. Yes. I learned so much from that job. Oh my God. Like rejection, 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 rejection. Uh, and I was actually quite good at it. So I realized sales was my thing. Uh, and I went into a company called Open Colleges, where I was cold calling consumers selling courses, educational courses online. And I was very good at that. Political uh, political things happened throughout that. I got bullied by men and it was a very male-dominant industry and I was the top performer and they didn't like it. And you got bullied at your workplace. Correct, yeah. So I ended up leaving um, and I got poached by one of their business partners uh, from another company. We had coffee. He was like, I want to invest into you. Let's open up a company or be a part of our company. And I said, no, I want to do this on my own, but can you help me along the way? So I started a company called Open Education. It was like an RTO agency where we were selling uh, courses, international courses and consumer courses into universities and RTOs. And I had that for four years. Uh, legislation came in, closed us down, basically said we've, we're capping you at an amount per month. We can't continue to keep paying you this amount uh, because it was just ridiculous. So at a young age I was like had access to all this money that I didn't know anything about. Like business was not my thing. So I went wild, I travelled, I spent a ton of money on dumb stuff um, and then I realised, holy shit, you can lose things just overnight. Like one thing, gone. Like my whole business was gone. So I was actually in Sydney at the time and um, I moved to Melbourne mm-hmm. because my mum lives in Victoria 
and I started the company called Focus Group um, and that was an idea based on a company I was speaking to because recruitment agency land is the same as recruiting students and I was like, this is the same thing. Like why didn't I start a recruitment agency? My first win was Telstra and then I landed into tech. Oh, that's a cool transition. And that's how it happened, And yeah. so you kind of got into business because you were at a company, you were doing really well, they didn't want to keep paying you as much as they were. No, 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 they loved – the company loved me. Oh, I didn't want to stay. I couldn't oh. stay because it was – there was like 30 uh, salespeople, they were all men. Oh. I was the one female. Oh, so you're like, I'll just go do my own thing. And they were just bullying me because I was a top performer. I was rocking up late. I wasn't like – well, that serves Long that company. Lunch breaks. <laughs> that serves that company right because they should have made sure that there was a better environment for you, and it they was could really have kept bad. their top sales before. Yeah, very good. And and so you did focus, and you went into recruitment. And um, but I, I, you, you mentioned to me before that you're involved with uh, a new tech company. Bizpay, yeah. So Bizpay, uh, formerly known as High Pay, so they're the new afterpay for businesses. So uh, let's just say I want to. Be a, a member in Cub. Mm-hmm. It's like seven and a half thousand a year. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if that's the price. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't afford to pay that up front. So what I'll do is I'll offer you the the membership, but you can go through BizPay where you can pay in installments over four payments over four months. And BizPay pays months. the company. Correct. It's like an afterpay. Yeah. So they're actually growing faster than afterpay. Um, their, their last raise was like 8.3 million. The CEO is David Price doing crazy things. Uh, and I'm actually one of the advisors, but I have huge involvement in that as who's well. David's, who's David Price again? I know his name. Okay. David Price. What's he been involved in? Uh, uh, he was a consultant before and he'd done a lot of digital stuff previously. Oh, you, if you look him up on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll know yeah. who he is. He, he's, uh, related to Isn't the, Australian the founder of ZipPay. It's an Australian company. And how, and so what, you what's your involvement now? So uh, I'm an advisor, but I'm basically doing. I'm going to go in and uh, pretty much uh, light up their brand. Cool. And create their brand. Love basically. that. And so the website's bizpay.com.au. Bizpay.com.au. Yeah. Awesome. I'll check that out after. Um, so your company, Focus Recruitment. Focus Group. Yeah. Focus Group. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah. So we're a digital tech uh, recruitment agency. Uh, we pivoted into a digital marketing agency called Focus Media in the last six months. We're actually growing faster in the digital agency than we did in the recruitment firm, which is amazing. Why is that? Well, we had to pivot. Recruitment, there was nothing going on throughout COVID. True. As you know, everything was pulled back and I freaked out. I was like, shit, like where's my cash flow? What am I going to do? How am I going to keep staff? How am I going to keep a company in the end? So um, I spoke to one of my advisors and he was like, what would I use you for? And I said, what would you use me for other than recruitment? And he was like, you've got a great brand B. So why don't you start uh, promoting content creation for businesses? And that's what I did. And ever since uh, we created that. And so what's that called? Focus Media. And so you're creating content for companies at the moment? For companies, yeah. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, well, it's only been six months. So because of recruitment agency, we're still plateau, like we're still going okay, but we're not growing. So in order for me to grow and obviously hire more staff and and do the things that I want to do in in business world, uh, I needed to pivot. So So you completely changed companies during COVID? Completely, yeah. It's it's funny because people think that I've got a strong brand but I'm still trying to figure it out. 
to yeah. be honest, because it's so different. Like recruitment to digital, it's completely different industries. Yeah, and when I think about you, I don't necessarily think just of recruitment. In fact, I probably would agree with your advisor. When I think about you, I know, I would think PR. more, no, just personal brand. Personal like brand, you build yeah. a good personal brand. And that's one of the topics we're going to talk about today. But but that's I feel like that's you're very well known at that. You've, 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 you've yeah. done an excellent job. Thank um, you. Yeah, on that front, and and I, I don't think that's I don't think your brand personal I don't think your personal brand is bound by any one uh, game, any one industry. Mm. I think that I think that uh, I think that actually focusing on personal brand and, and content creation is probably a, uh, probably a pretty beneficial move to you. And also, that being said, uh, in regards to recruitment, I mean, um, I I like the recruitment business model. Um, because it's a great business model, but it's not necessarily difficult. It's in, not. No, you you could still do recruitment. A hundred percent. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 there. You've already got your clients. You Correct. Know, you've already got. I'm sure a bit of a database of a few people that, that you'd like to work with yeah. and that you know are good that you could move around. Yeah, exactly right. So you could really run that anyway at the same time. Yeah. Also, and did you have to hire new staff or did you? We did, yeah. So we're actually hiring again. We're hiring three more people. We just grew. There you, go. you could be your own client now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's crazy. We just grew pretty quickly. So um, we've got like five people in the media side now and we're recruiting for three more people. And, I mean, content creation, digital marketing, I always say, but it's very saturated. So what's your niche? How did you look saturated. at it? I know it sounds so cheesy, but I came across when I first came into the content game I was I had a mask on because I didn't really know. I thought I was to do what people wanted to see and I thought I had to be a certain way online uh, to attract certain people. But that didn't work in the beginning it, it, and I just felt um, unauthentic. What and do you I mean? You were putting on, a, you're putting on a bit of a show. I was putting on a mask, yeah. yeah. Like I was, I was saying things that I thought people wanted to hear, right? And I think six – it was maybe like four months into it – uh, I was like, I have to do this differently because I'm, I feel like it's a chore and I feel as though it's another job and I want to love what I put out. I want to love doing content. So I started to just show up online as myself and I started to be authentic. I started to be really vulnerable and telling people, you know, a part of my story and who I am and that worked. Yeah, you got me. So, I saw your posts like that. You got major traction on those posts. Authenticity, well. Yeah. yeah. People love Huge. that shit. They I mean, love it. Yeah, I don't know why because I mean, they I guess love I do it. know why but – Because it's but relatable. Like, yeah, but – People some, don't want to talk about ugly stuff. Yeah, and the person that does – Ugly sells. Gets a lot of prop. Yeah. Absolutely. That's true. What do you think sells more? Ugly. Sexy stuff or ugly stuff? A mixture of both. Yeah, I think the world got a bit too sexy because of social media and so now the ugly ducklings are both. the ones that – But the ugly, yeah, The ones works. that stand out, there's less of them. So now they're yeah. the special ones. Talking about oh, failures and ugly stuff. ducklings yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, failures and yeah, whatnot. Failures, yeah, failures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ugly people. The ugly people. <laughs> no, no, that's yeah. failures. Um, and, and so, okay, so you, you specialise in creating content that um, brings out the authentic side of, I guess, your client in yes. order to build them a – Personal brand or is that just for you you do that for? No, because well, the way that we are, we're in a service industry and people buy people. And I was like, I need to create a personal brand because people come to me because of my personal brand. So that's why I do it. But 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 with Focus Media, are mm -hmm. you building – is the content to build your clients' personal brands? So at the moment, yes. So our niche is still digital tech. Like we we uh, play in that realm. We don't go out to construction clients or any of that. We just uh, create content for tech. Okay. 
And, and, and is it content for the business or content for the business, owner? Business, not and personal, for brand. personal brand. No, and no. for the business. So we can, uh, I guess, we can create content, but it has to be molded into the business. I'm, I'm not a personal brand expert. I mean, I do personal branding, but it's not what I'm going to sell. Yeah. And to be honest, if I want to grow an agency, that's not where the money is in that. Like, I know that sounds really transactional, yeah, but I, disagree. but I, I don't. Disagree. I don't think personal branding is something that I could see myself doing and loving. I love business content, and I love knowing the business story and the values and putting that on online versus the person. Yeah, well, th- that's different. If you love, <clears throat> I'm joking. If you love. Um, you know, creating business content and you don't love creating personal brands for other people, that's different. But I actually reckon, so I hope someone listens to this and goes, does it too. But I reckon someone that focuses a niche on creating personal brand content. There is, for, yeah. Do a good friend Amelia and it's called Clout. What's it called? How do you spell that? It's K-L-O-W-T. She does incredible yeah, things. Yeah, she would do. And she would do well she because does it, focuses on that. She does it very, very, very well. Yeah, but and she's al- just doing personal branding and that's why it works. I like that. And also people have big egos and they love themselves. So people are willing to spend more money on themselves and building a personal brand. But on the yes. flip side, on the flip side, um, a, a big point of difference for a company is the owner. Or the, or the CEO or whoever it may be. A hundred percent. And so it's actually beneficial for the business too. It's a PR. Yeah, maybe I should start a personal branding. You are doing personal branding. Agency. I don't do personal branding. Oh, you want to start my, an agency? Yeah, maybe you I should. My personal branding is, is me occasionally posting on my Instagram story something that Laura makes me delete ten minutes later. <laughs> you should. You're in the sub. You're in the sub industry. This podcast has been all right. This podcast has been all right. For it's it, been though. great. All right. Well, then let's talk about the personal brand. How did? Because you didn't always have one. No. So I mean, no one has. No one's born with a personal brand unless you're Prince Harry. But, but, um, but, how did you go about starting that? And did you sit down and design what it is about you that's kind of special and that you wanted to highlight or how did you kind of create your personal brand? Um, I guess I just did it. Okay, you did it. But give us more on that. Did you – because you mentioned at first you were trying to – you had a mask on and then you realised to get authentic. Correct, so what, yeah. Did you – I mean, how did you find that mask? How did you pick it up? Did you say, oh, I want to be like this because of X? Uh, I just felt that I needed to do something differently to other women in business and I don't okay please don't take this the wrong way but I feel as though a lot of women Mm -hmm. in in business or influence or whatever they're they're doing in their realm uh, use other tools that they have to create influence and that could be looks, that could be, you know. I was going to say you're talking about what? Yeah, yes. Like their their appearance, you know, women tend to use that forward. Yeah. Versus other things. I'm not saying all women. No, I get I'm saying, you know, this tends to happen because sex sells and they think sex sells. So for me, I was like, I need to do something a little bit different and just be authentic and talk to people about who I truly am and what I want to do. And that's what I did and it worked and people praised me for it and they were like, nobody would jump online and talk about that. So I just want to thank you. We should catch up for coffee, yeah, and then the coffee. Of people said, and that leads to a business deal, and that leads to a relationship, and so forth. That's cool. Yeah, and really, the kind of story. I mean, authentic, the, yeah. being authentic, and 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 kind of the point of it is like being authentic is your method of doing it. But really, people should be creating content that 
I guess, uh, stimulates, no, stimulates is not the word I'm looking for, but whatever, we'll go with it, stimulates um, potential clients or potential partnerships or even just good relationships to respond to you. Yes. That's really the, you're looking for a positive response. Correct. And and being authentic is one way to do that. Correct. Um, I mean, being controversial, I don't know if that's a way to do it. It could be if someone agrees with you, but it's also a good way to get an anti negative response. But you're getting a response. Exactly. <laughs> so, a but, negative self uh, Yeah, but that, I think that's cool. You, you know, you, you being authentic for you creates uh, people, that gets people to respond to you and reach out, which can create more relationships. And relationships are the, uh, are, are the single most important factor in entrepreneurial success. 100%. I'll give you an example and I'm sure you know about the post. Do you remember the Trump post that I posted? Yeah. Got like 350,000 yeah. views. It was great crazy example. and it got taken down actually from LinkedIn. No, it did Yeah, it did. People Big tech, they're it. after us. They want to fucking kill us. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let you speak. They don't it let you was, have a voice or a they thought. They don't, right? They're probably going to take me off now. Crazy. And anyway, long, long story short. Um, did they I had, really take that Yeah, off? they took it down. That yeah. is un- that's actually scary. It's scary, yeah. yeah. The, the, what they, they just, if they, if they don't like yeah. your thought, you're gone. You're it was out. gone down. I think somebody took it down within 17 hours. What, why don't you give the listeners a bit of context towards what the what the post was? Oh, yeah, right. So the post was um, about Trump and I was almost praising him as a businessman and he was sitting at a, uh, a table or a boardroom, I would say. He had COVID at the time. And throughout COVID, he was hustling. He was hustling. You know, he didn't sleep, he didn't do anything. And I was praising him based on his work ethic. It wasn't a political post. It was about how he is as a man and how he keeps showing up, even though he's got COVID, even though people hate him, even though all this shit is happening in the background, he still showed up. Yeah. And I got a lot of negative people. I got death threats. I got emails <laughs> sent to Will. They were like, I hope your business fails. I Will hope you become homeless. Yeah. I hope you turn ugly and wake up and have an accident. Like it was cr- like, seriously, I was like, wow, like people are so like people are too, caught up in this. It was just insane. Well, they're too black and white, I guess, because you don't have to it was like insane. everything about someone to like something about someone. And that's a thought that maybe more people should be thinking about at the moment. Like if I don't like I don't have to like everything about an individual. Correct. Right? I might not like 80% of the shit that that person does. Yeah. But there is 20% that I respect mm. and it, it doesn't have to be just because this 80% that I don't like mm-hmm. means that I don't, that I have to hate the 20% I do. You know, people have different uh, attributes. I may not like his political views or his, uh, I may not like his um, yeah, political views, but I may like his, uh, I may like his um, work trade deals or whatever. Or work yeah, deals or whatever. Exactly. We're using Trump as an example, but and he's a great it could be in any man, situation. You know? Yeah. yeah. And that too. And that was, that away from that's me. what it was. And I got a lot of, you know, negative feedback, lots, tons. It was, it was a lot. And Did I you was get scared? Like, a little bit. Yeah, I would. I was like, holy shit, these people are sending me emails, like wishing death upon me. Isn't that weird how that can I was like, that type of emotion? It was, yeah, it was a lot. So long story short, that post had gained business because people reached out, essays. Thank you so much, Belinda, for putting a voice out. Not many people would even do that. They'd be so scared. I wish I could support you and comment on your post, but I'm not going to because it will jeopardize me, my reputation and my business. But I will tell you in a message. And I was like, these people. Yeah, well, people are fearful <laughs> of the – you have to remember the greatest human need works, is survival yeah. and to survive you need to belong. Mm. And you can't belong if your thought differs from the – 
I guess the loud, the the the, the loud. Uh, I can't say minority or majority, but the, the, you know those with with the voice and yeah, and having and a so voice. A lot of people might have agreed. They don't mean they love Trump. It just means that they like that he was a seventy five year old dude that has COVID and he's working. And That's really what it was. Yeah, and and yeah. and they they did like that, and and you you were a bit of a hero for them in regards to just saying what you've. What you felt, you didn't. That's you know, all it was. Yeah. Exactly, and and that that's really cool. You know what else is kind of scary though, the fact that the people wishing you death threats didn't get taken off uh, off LinkedIn, but your post got taken off LinkedIn. Right, and it had no. I remember the post it had no political it, agenda I, to it. I said, I'm. In not fact, here. we're not even American. Why the fuck do we get? Right, <laughs> yeah. and even Americans like get off, get out of our country. Like, why are you talking about our country? You live in Australia. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's scary. This is intense. Yeah, and you briefly mentioned before. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to. To do to just be honest these days. Yeah, it's almost scary, and that comes back to what you were saying: authenticity. Yeah, you're, it you're, works. It does, and you were just being authentic. Yeah, uh, you're just being authentic there. Um, and you mentioned, uh, and it's a topic I want to talk about with you because um, you are a, a young, successful. I'm um, thirty. You're very, you're very young. I turned thirty you're, last week. Did you have your birthday? Thank you. I didn't know that. Did, yeah. What did you do? I went to a place called Wonga Willie. What's that? It's in the coast. I stayed in this beautiful like acreage house. It was it was like your farm kind of style. Oh, how good! It was how beautiful. Nice. Wonga Willie. Where is that? Is that south or north? Uh, like Wollongong. Wonga Willie. I don't know where Wollong. What is that? Where south. Is that? South. south. Yeah, oh, it's, it's on the way to my farm. It's beautiful. Yeah. And oh, happy birthday! And anyway, yep, young, beautiful, successful, blah. Um, you were mentioning how uh, a lot of yeah. Well, anyway, you brought up the topic of women in business, and it's something I want yeah. to talk about with you because I'm a number one advocate for all entrepreneurs. In fact, that's what Cub stands for. It's the modern face of Australian business. Yeah. And I guess something I want to discuss is uh, what your thoughts about around uh, female entre- entrepreneurship are, and perhaps what, as a community, society, or even as a government um, and country, that we could do to um, enhance uh, and and accelerate female entrepreneurship. And the reason I believe it needs to be accelerated is quite simply because men have had longer to do it. So men will have more companies and they'll have bigger companies simply not because they're smarter, they've just done it longer. So they've had more – wealth is generational mm-hmm. and men have been building up wealth for many, many generations. Mm-hmm. So I believe that it is part of our responsibility to accelerate the process for women to, to I guess – uh, I don't want to say catch up, it, it technically is that, but but to to even the playing field yeah. is probably the way to say it. And I guess what what are things, I mean, you would have experienced some, if you have any stories of kind of experiences that you've had that have been like, ooh, like I feel a bit uncomfortable like, or someone's yeah. not, not taking me seriously. Yeah. Or, or And what are things that perhaps you think we should do as a society or we could change that could stimulate and encourage more? What's with my using the word stimulate today? A lot of it. Must have <laughs> used it before. <laughs> anyway, to encourage um, women, uh, women to, to more women to get into business and to and to um, not listen to naysayers and things like that. Yeah, um, this, I think this topic is really sensitive. I, I get asked this question a lot, and I don't really have an answer because I think women are equal to men. In business, if I, if I'm honest, like I don't see women different to men. I think women are emotional creatures, and they're much more nurturing, uh, which is why 
it could stop them in in some ways to get where they want to be. Whereas men are just fearless. Like I feel like they just get out and do it and they don't really give a shit as much as women. I'm not trying to put it down on men, but I just feel men have more of a willingness to to do that. Whereas a woman, they're very emotional. We're very emotional. You know, we're, we're super emotional creatures. I don't think I'm super emotional, but <laughs> I <laughs> no, don't know. But, I think I'm like but, half man, but half that, woman. That, that but is, I mean, I almost disagree because, I mean, okay. so I, I do believe men and women are different. And, in fact, they, their are. brains do work very differently. But not one is more pref- preferable Correct. in terms of being successful in Correct. business. Yes. Um, but back to my, my my what I said previously, uh, there are more men in business. It's a fact. But – I believe it's because they've just had more time to do it. They've been encouraged to do it and there have been systems in place that allows them to do it mm-hmm. and they've had more generations of doing it. Men pass their things down to their sons and to other men and it, it, it continues. Yeah. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I am pro that anyway. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. But all I'm saying is I'm pro having more entrepreneurs and having more entrepreneurs means having more people become more business owners and yeah. women is this whole sector that is is um has not been encouraged in the in the past and i want to mm. i think we need to be accelerating there needs to be more measures in place to help women even over men because we need to accelerate that process mm. and i guess i mean okay uh, do you think that changing society's perspective on women in business is a, is a big move is is a priority or would you say that government incentives and support for women in business is is uh, above that which would you which would you say is the more important i would say society i agree yeah like i just in in your i don't really want to get into it too much but i think women still have this thing of looks will get them places like truly, I, and I speak to a lot of women, young women, and they ask me things. And the first question is, how how do you start a business based on people not looking at you in a sexual way? Or how do you get business with stopping or, or standing your ground with not dating that person? Or how do you cope with meeting men because you're in a male-dominant industry uh, with them constantly wanting to date you? Like how – this is the the most asked question on LinkedIn and Instagram from women. And what's your advice? The time, yeah, because a lot of women struggle with trying to close deals or trying to win business or trying to start a business because a lot of the, as you say, a lot of the males are, you know, VCs, a lot of them are investors and they need to go to them but a lot of the males don't really want to do business with them. They just want to date them. Do you get that vibe when you're – I guess in uh, yeah a lot yeah absolutely still and, and how do you I guess how do you um, I don't want to say avoid it because you, you can't really avoid yeah, it what, what you know you, it's, what, it's a natural thing and I think you know you just need to handle it well and just I guess be tough you know use it to your advantage perhaps I mean you can but it also doesn't work you know in the end because they would expect something in the end and I'm not talking about like sexual things here I'm talking about that person's interested in you and you're trying to do business with them but it never works out in the end because it becomes emotional it is it is a very weird topic isn't it it's really weird but honestly that's my most asked question because it's almost like most asked battle between natural urges between two the two sexes and um personal financial 
goals or, or, or benefits. Right. And it's like a meeting of the two and it's just kind of like, oh, shit. Like, interesting topic. It, yeah, but it's quite – it's really – I've never really thought about it like that. It's, it's because, because really, realistically – it's um, true. You, you know, I mean, you might meet. Uh, uh, have you got a boyfriend at the moment? No. Okay. You might meet your uh, future husband. Yeah. Just in business, in, in in life and business, and I might meet my future wife uh, through through business. That's because, true. Yeah. Yes. Because that these are the people we're meeting and socialising, and, and we so, surround ourselves with. Yeah. yeah. And so that is a natural thing to happen. However, yeah. You know, how do you filter through the the bullshit. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I couldn't think of a way to put it, but yeah, that would I think work. it's experience. Like I think women, it's like, you know, when you start a business, um it's like how do I filter through all the hurdles in business? It's like you can't. You got to go through it to to get somewhere. So I think it's like the same as a woman. You need to experience that to know how to handle the situation. And 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 you know? I, even like I like the idea of there's no real yeah. mentors and the way people reach out to you, for example. That's really – there should be fantastic community around. I think there should. And I and I think, you know, I feel for women. I really do. Like I'm a woman. Like I can only imagine <laughs> other other women. Like this happens on the daily. I'm sure for, for Laura as well. Like this happens all the time. Um, and I think I quoted some – I quoted to Michael Lane. I was like, if I write a book one day, it's going to be, I don't want your penis. I just want your business. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that. I'd buy that. It's great, right? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, well, but see, that's that's also playing to the same yeah. lesson that you learned with the Trump post, which is yeah. like something controversial that that will get that will obviously get attention and sell. But people that are relating to you are going to reach out to you and say, "Hey, that, that you know that I yeah I feel the same." Like, you know? Yeah, and they get bullied to, as well. Women get bullied by men. Yeah. You know, in a male dominant industry. I'm not saying you bully. Yeah. But, I, but men, they do, they bully, you know, because they feel like they're very egotistic people. You know, a lot of them are. You know, yeah. they they forefront, they, they're forward in ego. Yeah, you I'm, know? Trying to, I'm really trying to think to myself. I mean, I'm a bit different though because I am a bit younger, so I'm a bit more modern in terms of my view on just life and society and family and things. And but you read a lot as well. I read a shit ton. Yeah. But also just due to the nature of my business, I'm surrounded by incredible businesswomen all the time. And so, so I, you see it. I, well, I see it all the time. So, in fact, my I said to someone a couple of years ago that the coolest businesses that are doing really well at the moment are all female run. Like the coolest businesses. Men have a lot of the boring businesses, the ones that have been around for the time, but a yeah, lot of the yeah. really innovative, modern, yeah. really like businesses I'd be like, that, that's a cool business. Like who for an example? Like, I mean, the stereotypical Example is okay. Jane Lou, but then you have like Pip Edwards. Oh, okay, Pip and P Nation is a cool, cool business. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I I, I was with uh, I actually met her for the first time on the weekend, and um, through another member, Blake, mm-hmm. and uh, she was just telling me her story and uh, her philosophy around business and and design. And I was just like, this is fucking awesome. Like, very rarely would you ever sit sit down with a dude and and. <laughs> And Talk about those things. Yeah, and he'd say with so much passion and, and I was like, fuck, I'm so into this. Like, yeah. This is cool. I was like, this is a cool business. So, That's true, yeah. Anyway, and they're stereotypical. Um, yeah. They're, 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 they're quite stereotypical ones that a lot of people would know about. Yeah. Um, but on the daily, like, you know, especially at Cub, you just meet – you meet – a lot of really amazing people. No, there's so many amazing people. Even women, like especially, like I think they're doing ama- – I think this is the year – well, forget about COVID, this year's gone. I think 2021 is the year 
I think for the for the first time, women are really uh, owning themselves, mm. especially through COVID. Because Why is that though? Because COVID, like, what's the first thing that came to <laughs> mind? You know, COVID, what's the first thing that came to mind? For you guys, you guys would have boomed. The first thing that came to mind is, like, I don't have a secure job. Like, I'm not in control. What am I going to do to be in control? Start a business, right? Oh, that's true. I didn't think about Start that. Start a business. Entourage, like, grew. I was with um, Morello yesterday, actually, for lunch. They grew 10x, you know, and all they do is sell courses on how to start a business. That's true. The first thing that came to mind is I'm not in control. I don't control the company's money. Therefore, I can't control my salary. So how do I get they control? need to start a business. Start a business. Right? So yeah. I think a lot of females uh, are starting to, to do that and finding their, their own. And you'll see a lot of people, you know, going into business in 2021 for sure. That's cool. I like that thought a lot. It is, it is, it's the ultimate control over your life. However, Correct. it is also the ultimate responsibility. Yes. And you need to be prepared for that too because – I'm not saying everyone's going to succeed. Yeah. One in ten. Yeah, no, one in ten. You're having a laugh. Is it one in ten? One in like fucking a thousand maybe. Maybe one in a hundred. What would be the success rate? I don't know. One in ten. I don't know. I reckon it would be – I reckon it would be – I have to Google this stuff. My my old man used to always say to me, he used to say, a thousand people have the same idea Mm. on the same day. Correct. Uh, Of that thousand, a hundred of them actually try it. Of that 100, uh, 10 of them actually make something. Of yeah. that 10, one of them or two of them will actually become yeah. successful. Yeah. And so you could say that uh, on his made-up mathematics, it's Possibly. one in a 1,000. <laughs> Possibly, yeah, one in a 1,000. Completely invented maths, yeah. <laughs> Probably across the world. But in Australia, I would say one in 10. Oh, in a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. One in 10. But it would be very Australia cute. alone. It's very hard. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hardcore. Um. Cool. I really like that. And tell me, so you have had a lot of time in recruitment. You've seen the difference between companies people like to work for yeah. and companies that people um, and um, and they do, companies they don't want to work for. Mm-hmm. And even cooler of your career, you've focused a lot in the technology space, which is very modern, very modern workplaces, and, and they have a lot of cool incentives and things. Yeah. What do you think are some of the best thing, uh, like best ways for a business to be appealing, an appealing place to work? Or attractive place to work? Uh, I think it's changed now. Um, I, I would say previously it would be culture, obviously, is number one. Uh, a lot of candidates back then wouldn't – so the first thing they would do is if I offer them 50000 more a year on their salary, they wouldn't move if they thought the company – values weren't aligned with them or they wouldn't move if they felt the culture was shit. And there's a company called Glassdoor. Have you heard of them? Yeah. It's It's like a forum kind of social media share where people just write things about companies. Companies. Yeah, we got a bat we got a negative one the other day. Yeah, there's tons about, you know, like what's it like to work at Cub, like Daniel's such a creep, like all this stuff. Some motherfucker wrote some like Yeah, people just write stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, who is this guy? And then I was thinking that affects the the recruitment. Yeah. Yeah, We got the first one the other day. We had a bad one. I don't even know who I don't know. And this this effect Slime Dog. Well, he obviously is. He's lying. Yeah, but um, yeah. So what happens is Glassdoor is actually the number one forum that candidates go to first. Mm. So if they feel like it's not a culture fit, they just won't. Ha- they don't care about the money. Now it's 
little bit different. Do you know what the problem with Glassdoor though is? It's so biased towards the business because, for example, let's say you fire someone because they're not good for your business, right? What are they going to do? They're going to go on Glassdoor and write something. I and agree. most likely that's 99% of the comments are from people upset about being fired. Correct. Because, it, well, that's their own fault. That they, 90% of the time it's their own fault they got fired. And it's their emotions obviously, you know, and they'd, it's one side of the story. Who runs Glassdoor? Is that Australian? But, I, call I think that it's dude. US. I'd call that dude up. Hey. You can you can comment back though. Get one of your staff I, to jump I, on. I don't, and I don't speak to people like that. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Everyone's you can. You, the company oh, has a chance to go staff. in and like say some stuff. You know. Really? Yeah. That's cool. You Maybe should. We should do that, Laura. Yeah, anyway, Glassdoor. So we learned our lesson with that one. <laughs> Scumbag. <laughs> I'm joking. No, uh, but it's true. Like I think that's. It's a bit biased because, you know, people can go on and talk shit about the company based on their well, the only them people getting that fired will, the only or people something that will happening. Go on are yeah, talk shit about yeah the exactly. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's culture is number one. <laughs> How is that for authentic, by the way? That was super fucking authentic. <laughs> okay. And so, anyway, culture is number one. Culture. I fully agree. Um, so, culture is number culture. one. What's the second? Uh, what candidates look for or companies? Candidates. Candidates. Uh, so culture is number one uh, and believe it or not, a lot of the executives look for long term now. So they're actually wanting shares or some type of equity or some type of involvement in the brand, especially like the sales directors and COOs and stuff like that. So if you're not able to offer something like that for them to be a part of the brand, they won't move. Yeah, Because a lot of ours is headhunting. We don't really – Advertise on Zeek. Yeah, and it's also particularly relevant for tech companies because the only time that is is worth anything it's at tech, all yeah. is with scale where your company, it could be worth a billion dollars in five years and that's what we're working towards. And I know if I have 1% then Correct. I'm going to make some cash. Yeah, so, yeah. So um, that, that does work for the tech companies. It doesn't necessarily work for, I guess, more traditional profit-driven organisations, although you could do profit share, I guess. Well, yeah, like some type of involvement, you know. Um, a lot of the execs want that. They're like, I don't necessarily want to own the company, but I want to be more involved. I want to be a part of it, not just earning a salary. Yeah. So that's super important to them. Um, I think those are the main two that I would that would probably stand out. Uh, but culture over everything. Yeah, I, I, I do like culture the, over everything. Always, 100%. always. I do like the idea of uh, having more team involvement in the brand, you know, kind of ways. So whether it be equity and, and things like that, like I said, equity or, or st- stock options work for tech companies or companies that are yeah, planning correct. to scale dramatically. But yeah. even as a more traditional uh, profit-driven uh, uh, grow at a steady pace company, um, it, this, you know, there must be things you can do. I'm actually trying to rack my brain. I mean, I, I like something we do at Cub that, that I reckon works quite well is whole team goals. So uh, as a company, we'll set a goal and if we achieve it, everybody receives like a bonus okay, of cool. some yeah, sort yeah, yeah, and yeah. regardless of if you had anything to do with it. You know, is it like a cash bonus or a product? No, cash bonus. Cash, okay, cool. People love cash. Yeah. They can go buy whatever product they want. Yeah, true. <laughs> but, yeah, so we do that. I'm trying, we, uh, that's a, I should think about that and talk about that in another podcast. Awesome. All right, and do you did you prepare any – like do you have a favourite book or anything you'd like to li- leave the listeners with? A book? I don't – so it's funny. Like I don't read a lot. Sure. That's 
okay. I don't read a lot, uh, but I do listen a lot. Okay. So I, I do audio books and stuff like that and podcasts. So the best book to date that I've read, The Power of Now uh, yeah. by Eckhart Tolle. Have you read it? No, what's that about? It's about uh, living in the present, like, you know, being present and stop living in the, the thoughts because thoughts don't matter and you're not necessarily living if you're constantly living in here. Is it in regards to it's happiness It's like subconscious or versus business? conscious. Uh, it's a bit of everything, like happiness and business. It ha- you know, I think, you know, as a business person, we're constantly thinking about the next thing and, and thinking what's going to happen if and, you know, we're constantly, because we're high risk, you know, we're always in a risk, you know, treading on eggshells all the time. We're constantly thinking what am I going to do if this happens or my company's going to scale to $100 million in 10 years and this is what I have to do. And I think a lot of businesses or business owners don't necessarily live in the present of what's happening now and being grateful for what is now. Um, and, yeah, just being present with with that. And I think people are just so ungrateful with with the presence that they have today and they're constantly thinking about getting a better girlfriend, a better car, a better house, a better job, <laughs> a better business, a better <laughs> bank account, a be- you know, like better, yeah. a better dog, a better, I well, don't know, a better view, a better, you know, holiday. Well, I think the key. It's always better, better. The key that what you said is because, yeah, humans are greedy. Like they're, 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 they're greedy. That's just how we're built. We always want more. But we want more, yeah. I think. What the key to what you said is actually by being present, it makes you grateful for what you currently have. And Correct. Pe- and if you're not present enough, then you're never grateful. And and the best thing that you can do to make yourself happy on a daily basis is be grateful for what is. Yeah. So I really now, like that. and and celebrating the small wins. And what's the um what's I guess the biggest lesson you've had in business, whether it be something you've uh, kind of experienced or something a mentor has taught you. The biggest lesson is do what you're good at. Focus on what you're good at, and I think. It's so important. I've just realized this 12 months ago. I was constantly in control or try to control things that were out of my control. And I just delegated everything that I'm shit at. And I do, I focus on what I'm good at. And my company has grown because of it. So focus on what you're good at. Uh, as a business or within your business? Both. Yeah. You know, and, and same as business. Like a lot of businesses are trying to do everything. Like just focus on a niche. What's your niche? People are trying to scale out in different industries uh, and it never works because you're not focusing on what you're good at. I agree. And and also you, by focusing on one thing, you can be great at that thing. Like at Cub, we've got a huge client base. So we could upsell, we could uh, diversify our offerings, we could create more revenue streams. Yeah. Um, but we don't. And the reason we don't is because we still are trying to perfect uh, and, and just absolutely own the one thing that we focus on now, which is building valuable relationships between accomplished uh, entrepreneurs. And, mm-hmm. and and until I feel that we are 10,000% on that, we won't even bother going into Correct. Uh, into other things. So that's a, that's a really good example. And you just uh, – you have a new podcast. What's Wake it called? Wake Up With Focus. Wake Up With Focus. <laughs> Go out and support, uh, support my friend B's new podcast, Please. Wake Up With Focus. And if you want to reach out – um, to Belinda, how can they get you? IG at Belinda Agnew Original and LinkedIn, just Belinda Agnew. And your company website? Uh, focus.com.au. Awesome. And if you Double want, C. If you want anything else, uh, any other contact details or information, go to the cub.club forward slash podcast and you can get everything there. Thank you for coming on the show, B. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Hope you enjoy the show.